Welcome to Sustainable 253. Welcome yourself all to Sustainable 253. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? Yes. All about people and the planet and why, just despite some people put things on the label, that doesn't mean you can believe everything you read, yes? Absolutely. And as a special bonus treat this week, I'm going to let you record the intro. How about that? Try not to mess it up again. Yes. A, you know, a more sceptical and cynical person than I would think <laughs> that you lied about there being technical problems just to <laughs> cut things out that you didn't like the way I, I was saying them. I but I'm not that cynical or sceptical. So I didn't. I will you were all clippy on. and rubbish. And, it, and yes, it was all your fault. Sorry for the audio trouble last week. This week, guaranteed no audio problems, apart from various aeroplanes flying around Ol's house. It is literally just... I'm just wondering if I'm about to get bombed or something, but it's circling our house. Anyway, what are we going to be circling around this week, Cole? Well, we're going to be circling around uh, whether it's okay to lie in adverts. Uh, spoiler, probably not. Um, yes, we're going to be talking about a bit of a roundup, really, this week. Uh, a roundup of things that have been happening, and including um, a couple of things that the those big bad regulators of adverts have said, no, you can't do that. Some things we think that is a good idea. Some things we think probably that is a bad idea. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also talking of good ideas and bad ideas. Going to be talking about that there, Joe Biden, 214-year-old president of America, who has decided uh, he can't be doing with waiting any longer because, frankly, when you're 214, waiting isn't a thing you want to do much of. Uh, he can't be doing with waiting any longer for Congress to sort out their climatey stuff. And he's just saying, right, uh, we're going to do this now. Uh, so we're going to talk about that uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, what no pun? What well, no I realized, conjoining set of puns? I realised halfway through that ramble that I hadn't thought of a pun. Oh, this doesn't usually stop you. We normally have to sit around for ten minutes while I go and make a cup of tea and you think of the world's most tortured device. Would you like to do that? No, not really. Should we get on with it? Okay. Just the usual disclaimer. We do work for environmental charities, don't we, all? Yes. These, however, are very much our own views. So if anything that we say makes you want to take a complaint to someone, well, don't take it to our bosses or to the Advertising Standards Authority. Take it to me and all directly, but not to anyone for whom we work. Yes? Absolutely. I mean, if it's, if it's really bad, just, um, you know, just, just mark it down. M- mark it. You know, like mark- marketing. Yes. When you said to me, hey, Dave, you're going to have to bounce this episode up a bit, you weren't joking, were you? No, you're going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting on the bounce front. We are a listener-funded podcast. So if you like what you hear and you wish to join those who chuck in a few quid a month to help with the running costs of this esteemed organ, then you can do so at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainable. Thank you so much to everyone who does. We love you. You're going to do it now, aren't you, listener? Yes, we love you too. Okay, on with it. On with it. Dave, is it drinks o'clock? Yeah, it must be drinks o'clock. Old Bean, the sun is always over the yard arms somewhere. So yeah, why don't you crack open a bottle of the Hidden Sea Wine? You deserve it. I might just do that because the Hidden Sea Wine is rather splendid. For every bottle they sell, they remove 10 plastic bottles from the ocean. And so far, they've removed nearly 10 million plastic bottles with what they say is an audacious goal of removing 1 billion of the blighters by 2030. Now, look, you can get some of this from their lovely solar-powered winery in South Australia. I'm sorry, where? How's it getting in? Pogo stick or what? Uh, I, I don't think it's by pogo stick, no. But it does come in like massive great big bags, which are then emptied into smaller bottles in the UK. So, you know... Not too bad on the transport front, but for God's sake, if we're saying now that you can't have anything from abroad, then that rules out most things like, I don't know, chocolate. So, yeah, it's from Australia, but loads of wine from Australia. If you're going to buy Australian wine, buy the Hidden Sea wine from Australia. That's what I'm saying. So very good. So you can get the Hidden Sea wine at Sainsbury's Co-op, Asda and Booth's and no doubt other places as well. You can have a rosé, you can have a Sauvignon Blanc and a Chardonnay, whatever these things are. They sound very nice to me. <laughs> they're all they're um, all on draft and available in pint glasses, Dave, don't worry. <laughs> very good. And prices start from just £8. So I suggest to you, Olive, you're feeling blue and seasonally glum, crack open a bottle of the Hidden Sea wine, Old chum. Poetic. 
It's the battle what won it. The babble has saved the day again. Again. Count yourself lucky. Thank God for us, Dave. Thank God for me and you saving everything and everyone. And in this specific instance, we have saved the great British public from being just sold a load of shit. In this case, a shit lawn. Uh, We have talked about shit lawns before. We talked all about them in episode 213. And we said, "See, see these shit lawns? They're shit. There is a thing called the Advertising Standards Authority where, and I have done this in the past, in a previous worky thing, where I have complained to them and said, that advert there is not, like, telling the truth. And I honestly think that this sort of stuff should be taken to the Advertising Standards Authority. Like, you can't... You, you just can't say those things. <laughs> it's completely, completely misleading. So anyone listening who's got more time and, frankly, you know, get up and go than me, uh, go and complain to the Advertising An- Standards Agency. Find one of their bits of their code that says uh, you can't be an in-hoff and say, look, here's an advert where they've been an in-hoff. Clearly people were listening because the Advertising Agency, the Advertising Standards Authority, rather, have been given a bit of a complaint about shit lawns saying that they're all lovely and have said, no, you're not lovely, you're shit. Just like Dave and all said, you're shit. Uh, so it's the babble, what won it? Thank you very much. Next section. What's shit about them? Shit lawns? You've just said they're shit lawns. Well, they're what shit, are... aren't they? Go yes, and but... listen to episode 213. Yes, yes but... Do you see what I mean? Why? <laughs> Made of plastic instead of, you right. know, grass. Very good. Yes, you didn't say that. Uh, well, I didn't need to. They're shit lawns. Did. Artificial lawns. Artificial lawns made out of plastic instead of grass. That's right, Ol. Now, if you want to hear Ol getting very cantankerous on his high horse, go and listen to us talking about artificial lawns. Good episode, that. I learned all about artificial lawns during the course of that episode. Genuinely did not really know about them. Oh, You in- you, you were unenthusiastic about doing that yes. episode because you thought, this isn't a thing I care about, this isn't a big problem. And by the end of it, you did care about it. You yes, said they people were ripping, shit. They are shit. People ripping out their actual gardens and putting plastic gardens in instead. It is shit. And you do you remember back in episode 213, I talked about the neighbours, the people next door who had ripped out their garden and put an artificial lawn in it. And do you remember I said, maybe you don't remember this, I don't know, that already, there's only been about a year later, already that artificial lawn had gone all shit. And yes, ranking. I do remember and, that. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Well, now, in joyous news, in It's the Babble What Won It 2 news, things are starting to grow through that artificial lawn. Super. So they've, they've basically, ate, like, they've not been on it for two years. Um, no. and there's, well, it's there's shit. Like, Why would they? Yeah, and there's, there's now weeds. No, no, there are no such thing as weeds. Plants coming up <laughs> through. There is a zonking great bush growing out in the middle of their really badly done, crappy shit lawn. So there you are. Nature wins in the end. Stop putting plastic on your garden. Now, I can't remember if we mentioned this in episode 213 or not, but I've since, I think since, discovered the array of products that are available to tend your shit lawn, which was initially sold on the very premise that you didn't need to tend it. Look, the whole point is this is maintenance-free gardening. You, you know, yes. Enough of that annoying lawn mowing you have to do and weeding and stuff have a plastic lawn nothing will ever grow on it it's fine you don't need to do anything but Dave capitalism will find a way and there are now sort of lawnmower-esque type things that you can use A to hoover the kind of detritus by which I mean (laughs) bits of leaves and nature and stuff that might fall on your shit uh, lawn you can hoover it up but B, to right. give the effect of freshly mown grass, to leave, oh, leave, those, nice, me. <laughs> to leave the, those nice stripes in the lawn. So you can buy a not lawnmower lawnmower to not mow your not lawn, but leave stripes in it as if you had mown your actual lawn. Uh, and but isn't I think, the whole point of having a shit lawn <laughs> that you don't need to mow the lawn? Yes, Dave. What the hell's going on? But... <laughs> 
Capitalism, Dave, is going... This is the very expression of how problems that aren't problems will be, you know, created in order to sell you solutions to them. It's wonderful. Congratulations. Frankly... I am actually glad. I've changed my tune. I'm glad that they exist because if you are stupid enough to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on your not lawn lawnmower to not mow your not lawn, then I, what is good? I want you people to run out of money. I want you to run out of money so that you can't do any more stupid things. Cost of living crisis, all but it doesn't apply to those people. They can. It go does bust. not apply to those people. How bad is it, Secretary Van Houten? We're broke. Right, good. So you know who we need? We need someone called Charlotte Howard. That's who we need. Charlotte Howard is a campaigner and a gardener of actual lawn, not fake lawn. Um, And Charlotte got the ump, just like the babble, with artificial lawns. She's fantastic. She has a thing, uh, she's a campaign about artificial lawns. She says we're all being sold lies. Lies Lies. by artificial grass manufacturers. And you may remember, in episode 213, we also said lies. And we called some of this out. In fact, we called out... think specifically about a particular company called Evergreens UK. And we just chose them at random who make a thing called Lazy Lawn. And you will remember this because one of the things they said was they described their plastic sheeting, sorry, lawn, as eco-friendly. Our innovative artificial grass range is eco-friendly, air purifying and self-cleaning. Invest in your ecological future now. And we said you can't say that you can't we give us that term back that term means something you can't call a plastic lawn eco-friendly charlotte agreed and she took evergreens uk to a thing called the advertising standards authority which is basically the bit of government i think arm's length bit of government Uh, that you can play you know whatever that you complain at when an advert is full of shit which this one is and what happened what happened dave is that they agreed with Charlotte. They said, Charlotte, you are wise, you are right. Lazy Lawns and Evergreens UK, you are a bunch of Language, Timothy. Oh, dear me. What? Hmm? No, nothing. Carry on. Nothing. Right. Okay. Hey, oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Is this a case of Charlotte Freuder of the week? Charlotte Freuder of the week. You can have yeah, that one, Dave. Thank very, you very much. Good. Yeah. Very good, good indeed. Good. Oh, on that note, you've got some more enablers on Twitter. Someone, <laughs> who was it? Someone described it. Someone didn't it? even tweet really at us. They just like tweeted my joke because they thought it was oh, so great. yeah. Magnus. Magnus said he heard a great dad joke on the Babble yes. Man, which was your terrible joke about the chicken taka. I think you're fine. I find it's great. Magnus finds it great. Therefore, it's great. <sighs> this is like, it's you're not helping Dave. The kind thing is to ignore him. Otherwise, he's just going to carry on. Anyway, talking of carrying on, back to the Advertising Standards Agency. They agreed with Charlotte. They said, yep, you are right. This can't be called eco-friendly. And specifically, they said this. We acknowledged Evergreen's comments that they had received an initial draft of the full environmental impact of air artificial grass from ESTC and would update their advertising accordingly once the full draft had been received. We also acknowledged their comments regarding their transition to using more efficient transportation as well as pursuing UK-based recycling facilities. However, we understood that the artificial grass was made from plastic. What they've gone is they've they've gone, yes, but it's made of plastic, isn't it? And and thing about plastic is it's very hard to call that eco friendly, isn't it? That's basically what you've done. And and it? don't get us wrong, it it's lovely that you are t- transitioning to using more efficient transportation. That's lovely. You know, you can you carry on transitioning to doing that, and it's and it's absolutely super that you are pursuing. UK-based recycling facilities. That's, that's, no, that's terrific. Please, don't let us stop you. It, just tiny little thing. It is still made from plastic. And I'm sorry, it's a no from us. You will never, ever, ever have a career in singing. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. Well, you can tell me all you want, but I won't believe you. 
Now, there was some other stuff as well. We, we got a lot to get through in this episode, so let's not get into it. But there was right. some other well, stuff as well. Well, in that case, well. stop highlighting pink text <laughs> in purple so I can't read the sodding thing. <laughs> That's been greatly amusing myself. Yes, I yeah, know. Just... I can see your little face. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, uh, oh. so I'm just going to read I'm just going to read this bit. <laughs> stop this bit it. Right, good. We're just going to deal with that Oh, bit. you're such so... a prick. <laughs> this is what... This is what 14-year-olds do in school. <laughs> Can you read that out for the... No, uh, <laughs> because you've changed the font colour to white and highlighted it in white. <laughs> is something amiss? Amiss? God, no. What could possibly be amiss? There was a load of stuff we're not going to get into, which is about all the other claims they made. They claimed that their, that their lawn was eco-friendly because it soaked up pollutants from the air using things called hydroxyl radicals and superoxide anions. And they said, amazingly, that one square metre of their shit lawn was better at cleaning up the air than a tree, a yeah. mature tree. Now, my, this is my favourite bit of the whole complaint. Yeah, me too. Um, because... It's a fairly astonishing claim when you think about it. You like, actually think about what they're claiming. <laughs> it's like, yes, it is, yes. You know that nature, right, and that like mature tree bit of nature. <laughs> you know that 40 metres high <laughs> bit of nature. You might think that has, over millennia, worked out a very good way of purifying the air so that there's a livable planet. But it's... And we're not disputing that, but we've worked out a better way, which is to have a square metre of plastic on the ground sprayed with titanium-based something. And the ASA said, that's fascinating. Thanks so much. Um, Could you just give us the evidence for that? And um, what you might expect is that, you know, when challenged, a group like, uh, what are they called, Evergreen, might, you know, put their tail between their legs and say, oh, terribly sorry. Yeah, we can't really back that up. They said... Yeah, no, fair point. It, it's not one mature tree, it's actually three. Uh, we underestimated how good it was in our literature um, because we wanted to do something about offsetting the carbon and one was more feasible oh, than three, but it's actually my. three. It's like, oh, God. right, so you're doubling down, you're tripling down, I suppose, tripling, trebling, tripling down, um, and actually claiming that one square metre of shit lawn sprayed in some chemicals is better for the air than three mature trees. So the ASA said, yes, that's bollocks too. Now, basically, oh, here's the thing. I have some opinions about this, right? First thing is, we talked last week to that Steve Howard. Remember him? Yes, I do remember Steve Howard, yeah. Yeah, Steve Howard. Very interesting guy, very interesting chat. And one of the things we talked about in that episode was greenwashing. Now, when the babble started seven and a half long years ago, Ol, there was a lot more of this sort of thing about. We used to do a lot more kind of poking at greenwashing. I think we've taken our eyes off the ball a little bit because I think we've allowed ourselves to kind of go, us, all right, now people don't, people don't really greenwash no more, but they bloody do like they bloody do do it and there's this thing i found the government's actually fair play to them and all that cracking down on a lot of this so not just the advertising standards authority who specifically have had a brief of late to go after greenwashing stuff but like the uh what's the other one called the oma what's the oma the uh the something something markets authority that one the the one competition the competitions are market authority cma CMA, CMA, right, yeah. um, have also been going at it as well. And, and like the government brought out a thing saying that 40%, they did a survey, 40% of all green claims made online could be misleading. 40, 40%. If it's a girl, they're calling her Sigourney after an actress. And if it's a boy, they're naming him Rodney after Dave. <laughs> well, I'll give you a little example uh, close to home and I'm sure we're going to come on to this in detail at some point in um, uh-huh. Babel's future but I have been looking at cars recently uh-huh. uh, and I've started learning about cars and when you say more... when you say looking at you mean purchasing well yeah but not plural I haven't bought a fleet of cars but you I've now bought... have a, you now have for the first time in your life you are a car owner yes, yes that is correct that's it you've killed the Babel well, no, I think it's going to make for quite good radio, actually. Me desperately <laughs> trying to defend the indefensible. Well, I think that the, that'll be me trying to defend Rishi Sunak later on, but we'll oh, come good. to that. Okay, we'll come yeah. to that. But the point is, the point is, I don't know if you've noticed when you see cars driving around, like some of them say eco on the back, like it'll be like eco drive or, mm. um, you know, yeah. all the, those sorts of things. Like, you know, it'll be something which gives the impression of eco And I've never really given it much thought, but I have definitely in that sort of half thought, being like, oh, there must be, that must be like a hybrid maybe, or there must be something really green about it. 
And it's it's just bollocks. It's just like the more efficient version of that model. That's 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 right. all it is. It'll be right. for instance, um I don't know, a slightly smaller engine version with maybe a stop start bit on it. So like, you know, when you're driving along and instead of the engine running along when you're um, at traffic lights, it'll cut out and then start when you put your foot down on the clutch again. That'll be it. It's like, yes, that is more efficient than the other one, but it's not, it's not eco. And you realise when you look at all sorts of things, that that's all that's going on here. It's like, it's a right. slightly less shit version than the other thing, uh, than the normal thing, rather, and it's everywhere. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the government has said forty percent of eco claims are misleading because it's probably more. Yeah, and they have five tips. They've published five tips to sniff out greenwash. Long-term listeners of the Babble will not need these tips. They are fairly straightforward greenwash eco-guff tips, which is basically don't trust anything you read, don't believe anything you see, look under the surface, uh, check the whole story, and if anyone tells you anything, they're probably talking out of their ass. So those are the government's <laughs> tips. But I want to, can I say another thing before Please we move on? you're going to, yeah. I'm going to about yeah. all of this advertising standards authority stuff, right? And so I went, I thought, all oh, right, okay, so Evergreens have been told to stop saying that their lawns are eco-friendly. And I went, I wonder what they've done about that on their website. So I went to their website, same website that I visited back in preparation for episode 213, expecting, half expecting to see a little thing somewhere which said, uh, we've been told to stop doing this, so we're stopping doing it. Nothing, nothing at all, nothing at all anywhere on their website now in any form, which in any way mentions sustainability at all good or bad, positive mm. or negative. So now all of their stuff is just described as, like, as you were saying, you know, you don't have to mow it, you don't get mud on it, and when you're done, you can roll it up and put it inside. It's not good enough. Oh, It's not good enough. Also, it's the same good, applies not, to their, their YouTube channel, because these complaints that Charlotte made also, I think, were repeated in a YouTube video of theirs. So I had a look on their YouTube channel. I was like, I'd like to see this video. It's just not there. In fact, there are no videos from the last two years. Lots of videos, but none of them are newer than two years ago. And it's, I agree, like, so you don't go on there and see a big kind of naughty stamp saying we've been naughty uh, and this is, this is why. You just see a company that hasn't posted for a while. They should have to put a massive thing all over their website saying we are lying f***ing c***s <laughs> and we got, and we got done for it. Their bosses should be put in prison. If people have bought stuff, <laughs> if no, why not? Like if people have bought stuff thinking it's eco-friendly and they've made a purchasing decision for a thing that may be more expensive, I don't know, thinking it's eco-friendly, being told something is eco-friendly, leaving aside for a fact the second that if they did think that they're a cretin. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, no, but if they've done that, then surely it's fraud. Surely it's fraud. Like why do Volkswagen get dragged through the courts for saying a thing is eco-friendly, for, for saying like a thing only has X emissions and people buy it because they think it's it's only got X emissions. And then, you know, when it when it doesn't, yeah. they get dragged through all that. And why is that bad? But all these people have to do is go, oh, sorry, yeah, and just, and just disappear it and make it go away. Well, they don't even have to say sorry. They don't have to say sorry. They don't have to do anything at all. The only, the only uh, remedy, if you like, is don't, you know, don't show that ad again and don't make claims like that in future ads. So, yeah. okay. So, thing, just take it away. And so away. the whole cycle carries on and they've got, they, their business will have done much better for the last God knows how long from saying that. Someone should come along, Rishi Sunak should come along and go, I'm putting in a babble tax on that. I'm Your mate Rishi Sunak. Your my mate Rishi Sunak. Favourite politician ever, well, Rishi we'll Sunak. We'll come to that. I know. Now, look, everyone calm down, okay? Everyone, just take a breath. Just Just stop. 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 Just stop. Take a breath. Being very silly. Find your happy place. You're tired. You're tired. Yeah, you're tired. You need to have your juice. Look, there has been some other advertising standards authority goings on, and this time... They haven't got the shit lawn industry in their sites. They've got the shit food industry in their sites. Well, the shit vegans is what they've got in their the sites. The shit so. vegans. They yeah. have big. They have got cross with uh, an organisation called Vegan Friendly UK because they did a telly advert. I think mm. it was a telly advert. Yep. Um, certainly a video, uh, which uh, they said. Well, they agreed with the people who complained about it, saying it made them feel all scared and horrible. And the ASA said, yeah, it was all scary and horrible. Don't show it again. Um, 
And Dave hasn't seen it, and he's about mm. to now. So I'm going to, yeah, I haven't watched this. I've read Ol's description of it, which is, um, makes for interesting reading. So I'm going to watch this now, and I'm going to describe to you what happens. How long is this? It's not like that blinking. Oh, it's like 20 seconds. Rang, hang on. Okay. And plastic straws are ruining the oceans. People well, talking, people eating food, talking. Oh, These heavens. countries that still have mm. bullfighting. Oh, I'm just pausing that for a second. Right, so it's people talking about, um, like, all the horrible animal standards that happen all around the country whilst eating meat. And then it just kind of cuts to that meat being prepared in horrible ways and, like, fish getting his head cut off and stuff. They just don't care about animals like we do, babe. Oh, that's nasty. Let's not even mention human rights issues. No. Can we just treat all living beings the same, please? Mm -hmm. That's real equality. Oh, my God. I think that's enough for that. And I think you get a sense from the sound what the images might be like. Oh, yeah. So it's comparing what people say about, oh, how awful it is when people are mean to animals whilst eating meat. And it's doing that by showing the horrible, grisly reality of what eating meat means, i.e. pigs getting their head cut off and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it is calling out the hypocrisy of, in this case, very sort of stereotypically middle class, um, old types. Sort of old types, really. I, I like to think of myself as upper middle, really, and not not mm -hmm. not just you know mainstream middle. Um, yeah, you know, kind of self, slightly self righteous, terribly earnest, um, conscious, aware uh, people who are awfully concerned about animal welfare and stuff. Um, and while stuffing a load of meat in their face. And it's calling out that hypocrisy of the lack of welfare for the animals, what they are gobbling. If you get scared and your pulse quickens, I will never call you a chicken. I respect you and chickens. Don't use chicken as an insult. Animals are now, what did you think of it, Dave? Tricky one, this whole. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. Like Natalie Much Puglia. like that little fishy was we just looked at. Mm. Because I think two things at the same time, as usual. Thing number one... That you're, I so, think, you're so complex. That's what I love about you. Only, it's only two. <laughs> Most people are capable of much more than two. Mine is generally no and yes at the same time. <laughs> the, uh, the, Your the, binary Dave. Well, there's a bit of me goes, uh, that's not a way to get anyone to agree with anything. Now, we've talked about this before on Babel's Passim a lot. And I, I've been vegan, I've just had my 16-year vegan anniversary. And as anyone what has listened to Babel for a long time knows, I have talked about it. But I don't think, and I don't think you think, Ol, that the best way to persuade people of environmental or animal-related stuff is to make them feel like massive hypocrites and feel defensive, because that just makes people double down, right? Like, I'm sure you can think of a thousand examples. Nobody likes being called a hypocrite. Like, it's... No. Because we all like to think that we live according to our to our values, like you know. Otherwise, yeah. it would be weird. Um, and we're all hypocrites, more. Than and we're all in, hypocrites in some in some way. Even the even the most Dalai, even that Dalai Lama, hypocrite, massive hypocrite. <laughs> when he comes on the babble, I'll tell him that at all. Oh yeah, you're up there in your high <laughs> castle in your frock, like <laughs> bending over and not squashing ants. Fine, yeah, okay then. But I bet you think bad things. Don't you? What do you mean, no? I bet you do. <laughs> uh, right, yes, now everyone is a hypocrite, not least because we're trapped in systems that, you know, forces to be, right? But, uh, yes, it is, I agree with you. I don't think, in the short term, it's in a great idea to call people hypocrites. Now, I suppose what is slightly different is that this is a tele-advert where it's not, you know, it's not a conversation. You're not in the pub with someone saying, Oi, don't eat that burger that you are literally salivating over now because you're hungry because you said you care about cats and dogs, but how's it any different to cows? Like, it's not that. It's people in a, you know, detached way looking at a video, uh, a, uh, an advert and potentially reflecting on it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you're well, much more, you know more about like social science and behavioural science and stuff than I do. Is that how it works? Do do these things kind of settle and filter down and people think about it a few days later or what? I think it's much, 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 much more complicated than that when you're, look, when you're trying to genuinely go. We've talked about, I'll tell you a really good example of this, Extinction Rebellion and that kind of thing, right? Now, when we've talked about them in the past, we've gone, uh, there's loads of people who Extinction Rebellion really piss off. And like they sh and if you want to persuade the people, always go, if you want to persuade the population, that's not the way to do it. Sell a tape 
keeping yourself to tube trains and stuff, right? And like on a sort of day-to-day basis, that's true. But can you take out 10 years on? Can you take out the fact that that happened from what the population 10 years down the line think about stuff? I don't think you can. I think it's much mm. more complicated than that. And I think like for everyone who goes protest doesn't work, I don't know if they, protest gets in the back of people's heads and it does change things and it does make some people think some stuff. And things like this, like things that affront people, I, I mean, I just genuinely don't know, but I certainly don't think it's true that it has absolutely no long-term impact mm. at all because like we don't stay defensive forever. Do we? Exactly. Like, exactly. I think that defensive reaction is a very, very um, short-term sort of. It's a knee-jerk reaction, isn't it? It's a defense yeah. mechanism. That's literally what's going on. But that you're not under attack for more than the time that it takes for someone to call you a hypocrite. So it fades. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I mean. I thought it was a relatively well done thing. It's and really to get back to the um, to the advertising standards authority point, like the complaints were. Twofold. One, they were saying this is gross, essentially, saying this is offensive. Um, I don't like it. It's too yucky. Um, and the ASA agreed with that. They said, yeah, that might be nasty for kids who see it, even though like it was already the advert was already restricted as to when it could be shown so, and, and what it could be shown adjacent to. So that was a bit weird. But they, they also said that adults might find it a bit disgusting. Um and so you know fine upheld which is which is the point you're supposed to yes and i mean there's plenty of things that i find offensive in in advertising but i sort of accept that you know that's just part of the course i mean i find advertising offensive if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about taking offense i find being sold shit i will never need to solve problems that don't exist offensive i being yeah. i find being you know in, the, the implication that i will be happy if i could just dress like this impossibly beautiful person or you know look as ripped as this impossibly ripped person uh I find that offensive, but the number of cards, the next goal scorer, the full time result. Gambling, gambling. I find gambling right. adverts gambling monumentally, adverts. personally, and morally offensive. Absolutely. I hate being subjected to it. I hate the way they talk about it. I hate the way it's endemic and intertwined with sport now, which I love. But I got to watch it. I got the football. I got to watch that stuff. I got to be surrounded by it. I find that offensive. So who decides what offensive is? Well, some like a very small number of people, ultimately funded by the advertising industry. This is you know an important fact about the ASA is it is it is funded by the industry, uh, and it seems to be relatively unaccountable. Um, certainly in the past, there have been like you know where there was a lot of hoo ha about what you can say about fracking, and they appointed a chair of the Advertising Standards Authority who was like explicitly very pro fracking, and I think had some financial interest in it um, years ago. Hang this on, was. Hang on a minute. Though. Do we Chris... think they're in Hoffs? Or, do we think they're in Hoffs or not? I'm confused now because they were good. They were good twenty minutes ago. What are they now? Oh, hang on. Yeah, no, I don't know because because <laughs> you can only be one thing or another, can't you? In yeah, exactly. Yeah, humanity is very much. Good or bad. In Hoff or um, not. Uh, I don't know. I suppose we ought to say congratulations to uh, whatever they're called, Vegan Friendly UK, yep. who, as far as we can tell, in terms of who they are and what they actually do, that like some sort of certification organisation that they will go around like slapping yeah. a badge on uh, like restaurants and um, food producers saying, you are vegan friendly. Um, intensely boring, but they've managed to elevate themselves to uh, the sort of scandal level and being banned. Being banned is always good, isn't it? It's important to be yeah. banned because uh, that makes you gives you a bit of notoriety and people know who you are and the bad will talk about you. So congratulations, whoever yeah. the hell you are and whatever the hell you do. Re- really quite difficult to make out who they are when you actually start looking at their websites and stuff. Uh, but well done. You've achieved infamy. So good. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, 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 I didn't say the other thing. I said the one thing that I think in my brain. I didn't say the other thing that I think in my brain. And the other thing I think in my brain is this is where your food comes from. Like, and I, 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 the bit of me that is still a pretty hardcore militant vegan underneath it all is like, you need to under, people need to get, like, you can't 
see this lovely burger that you're eating, yum, yum, and not like being confronted with what's in that burger. Like, I understand there's a good way and a bad way to do it, and you don't scare kids and all that sort of stuff. But what I've got, like, whenever they go, oh, how dare you vilify me? It's like, no, it's not vilifying you. This is, this is what the ASA said. This is just showing you what it is, what, what you have. And I, if, I, I don't, if people eat meat and they're like, yeah, I know all that stuff, and I'm completely fine with it, and it doesn't upset me, and I'll look at it, I'll do it myself, and they do do it themselves, fine, right? It's not for me. Fine. But the people who are like, oh, no, I couldn't bear to do that. I couldn't kill the chicken myself. I'm glad someone else does it. Oh, I don't want to see it. No, mate, that's what you eat. Yeah. And like, it's not a very sort of, I don't know, I couldn't say that in public, I suppose, apart from this podcast, which no one listens to, so it's fine. But yeah. like, that is what I think. Like, don't like it. Don't eat it, mate. It's this assumption that um, this is propaganda. So the vegan-friendly UK advert is propaganda, is like politicising it. Insidious yeah. vegan propaganda. But, it, but, but the assumption is that the flip side, that the way food is marketed, is somehow completely neutral, apolitical. What, you, mean, you mean that the happy bar lambs jumping up and down in the beautiful uh, green artificial fields? Exactly. The bucolic scenes of, you know... That's not necessarily of, how it is. A couple of sheep dotted around the beautiful Welsh hill or vale... Um, with the sun ever shining and, you know, a comely farmer uh, rolling around on his tractor, politely asking the sheep to gently roll over and sacrifice itself. Like, it's all of the, all of the marketing of, of, of food, particularly mass-produced industrial food, has been very deliberately, uh, what's the word, you know, sort of bland and, uh, well, and bucolic and almost aspirational because they know that the reality is unpalatable, almost literally. So you you can't say this is propaganda and then just sort of not say that the way food is marketed is propaganda. So deal with it. Hello there. My name is Crichton2x4b523p. Such a jerky middle name. And you are listening to Sustainababble. Reasons to be cheerful. Now, more cheer. Goodness, we've done a lot of cheer recently, haven't we? Mm. Goodness me. Is, hang on, can I just check? Is Scott Morrison still uh, not Prime Minister of Australia? That's as far as I know, yeah. yeah that's why Donald, Donald Trump is still not President of America. Who Very is? Good. Very good. Well, who is, at the time of recording, is that there Joe Biden? And he has been trying and failing to get uh, Congress to do big spendy things on climatey things. Uh, so he's got bored of that. And he said, right, I'm going to do one of those executive orders. Do you remember those things that Donald Trump was signing all the time in his big childish felt tip writing and waving them around? He's Biden's doing one of them. And this time he's saying, you see there, heat those them heat pumps and solar panels and hydrogen thingies. They, you might think they're energy thingies. They're not. They're national security thingies because we need to have the ability to be energy independent. We need to not be depending on scary foreign regimes and volatile things, blah, 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 blah. It's an issue of national security. So I'm going to do a thing which makes these sound like defence issues. I'm going to make factories uh, scale up their production of them, a bit like when they did for scaling up production of tanks and stuff in the past. Uh, and here's a bit of money, not very much money, uh, to do it, deal with it. Go suck on some eggs. No disrespect intended, sir, but shove it up your ass. Yeah, this is a thing that basically in America, as I'm sure Americans will know, presidents have got loads of powers written into laws already that's kind of up to them how they use. And this is what that is. It's not new law, right? It's him just going like, there's a there's a thing called the Defence Procurement Act. Production. What, uh, production, sorry, which what allows um, presidents to declare things as, in, as critical to national security and thus can be prioritised uh, either for being built or the government buys them. Yeah, and he's decided as Oz says, that means clean energy stuff. Specifically, clean energy stuff, what that might support industry in the US and what people might put on their houses. So that's interesting, isn't it, Oz? Do you think it is appropriate to label energy stuff, clean energy stuff, as national security? Yes, I think it is. I think it's yes. fine to do that. Of course it is, obviously. Well, good. Why did you ask then, if it's obvious? <laughs> well, I'm interested in your... Well, no, but it is, though, isn't it? Like... Obviously, particularly, you only have to look at what's going on right now to see that energy, its provision and stuff is about national security. Because, like, if the lights go off, that's not very good, is it? Um, and also, climate change itself is about national security. You know, all of the ways in which it's a major threat to the stability of nations, full stop. Like, it is 
that's what it is. So these things are that. Now, it doesn't mean Republicans agree, does it? No, there have been some Republicans getting all stroppy about this and um, sort of basically saying that it's inappropriate for Biden to be using his powers in that Defence Production Act uh, to, what do they say, something like, you know, further his global warming agenda Uh, or something, which is... I find it slightly, I know I'm naive, but I find it slightly astonishing because what Biden is doing is wrapping this all up as like, look, we're going to get this industry going. We're going to give lots of Americans jobs. We're going to massively increase US production and US manufacturing of stuff. Like, haven't you all been complaining about how jobs are going overseas and how manufacturing is going overseas? Like, this is specifically to bring it back. And the solar industry in the US is massive. Like, hundreds of thousands. 230,000 people. Right, there you go. And they've been in an awful strife recently because there's been this big old dispute about tariffs and I don't fully understand it, but one of the things he's done is said, basically, sod it, don't worry, just forget about the tariffs for two years. We can bring panels in from elsewhere in the world for the next two years without any tariffs and you can get on in installing them because that's where all the jobs are in solar. It's in putting the, the panels on the roof and they haven't had any panels to put on roofs. So this sounds like unbelievably straightforwardly good jobs, <laughs> manufacturing, yeah. yay. But Republicans are like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not not no. all Republicans, to be fair. I mean, what we're talking about, your Inhofe category Republicans, which is like, there's, there's a new Inhofe that I found whose name I've temporarily forgotten. I'm not going to give, but there's, there's someone who's just the same sort of shit that Inhofe comes out with. Basically, yeah, th- that's your global warming agenda sort of guy. But the thing is, this happens all the time. Like, Biden's Biden did it last month with infant formula, which is one of the many things that is kind of being nosed by what's happening as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So, like, it is now, you know, the it is now the thing where factories have to prioritize prioritize um, getting the ingredients for infant formula to American companies that are trying to make them. That's now a thing that the president has made to happen. Trump did it all the time. Trump did it with vaccines under coronavirus. He did it with other stuff to do with the military. Like it happens. It's not an unusual thing for a government to do. The definition is the thing. Like, is this in the national interest? And Inhofe Republicans, which is not all Republicans, think that because it's a made up communist plot, global warming is not really in the national interest because they're assholes. Do you accept that uh, human activity is putting carbon in the atmosphere. The carbon is warming the earth and we need to reduce carbon emissions. All right. So you had three statements there. Statement number one is unequivocally correct. Statement number two or three, the data are mixed. And They're and, not mixed. And, and, and let me start with just... They just aren't mixed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of fascinating though, isn't it? How for decades and decades and decades, like the American approach, the British approach has been, no, market will sort it out. Like you want solar panels somewhere, you know, the market will produce solar panels somewhere. Mm. And if they're good, they'll become cheap and don't worry about it. It's all unraveling remarkably quickly, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, on which note, speaking of, speaking of market economics needing to be bailed out, can we talk about, can we talk about the windfall tax? Oh, can we talk about that? I'm just going to play the sexy windfall tax music. Oh, fall on your wind, Dave. Oh, yes, yes. Now, I'll explain what has happened in 30 seconds. Go. Oil and gas companies have got even richer than they were before because the cost of oil and gas has gone up, but it doesn't cost them anything more to get it out of the ground. So they've made loads of profits. They've had a windfall. And eventually, after enormous political pressure... Rishi Sunak, having said, no, we're not going to do windfall taxes because we're conservatives and just no, eventually he said, all right, we'll do something which sounds, looks and smells like a windfall tax, but we're not calling it a windfall tax. And he's done one. Now, got it in one hundred. (laughs) Minister, it takes time to do things now. (laughs) So what he's done is he's upped the tax that you have to pay if you're an oil and gas company on your profits. He's upped it by 25 percentage points, i.e. I think it was 40 percent. It's now 65 percent. So it's gone up quite a lot. Unless... Unless oh, and he's using that money to like to help pay for giving people money back on their energy bills and stuff. That's the ostensible sort of that may, may not be literally economically what's happening, but that's the story, right? Yes, there's some sort of fund, isn't there? Like yeah. five billion or something? Not massive it's not, it's, fund. It's not money. It's yeah. not money. And like point number one, I want to make before we get into the unless about Richard Sunak is that is a good thing to have done. 
right? Yep. And he should have done it ages ago, but he's done it. And it's a good thing to have done. It's the sort of thing that if you'd have said to me three months ago, a Conservative Chancellor would do it, I would have said, sod off, never, even though they've done them in the past. But anyway. And he yes. did it more than Labour were telling him to do it, didn't he? Didn't he? Don't, don't I'm pretty sure Labour said, do, do a, mean, do a piddly windfall tax. Do you mean Labour's arse were not strong enough for the current moment? I know, it's what? astonishing. Um, yeah. You and I could never have seen that coming. Yes, and he completely outflanked them and did more. Um, So there we go. Anyway, what was also included in that windfall tax was a tax break. (laughs) A tax break, Dave, (laughs) for any of these companies that are helping to increase energy security and supply of domestic energy. Now, that means that if, for instance, you are, say, Shell... And you've been looking at, for instance, an oil field off Aberdeen that's been a bit tricky. It's been a bit sort of unenvironmentally acceptable, been a bit expensive. <laughs> if, for instance, that's you, you are now going to pay significantly less tax on all of the cash associated with that oil field, which makes it suddenly rather attractive. And all of those objections are sort of melting away because we need energy that isn't coming from Mr. Putin or related places. So it's all just sort of happening. So uh, Shell, for instance, are going to save £200 million over the next couple of years by spending that cash on the Jackdaw, is it called? Uh, Oil field. Yeah, that's the one. Which, Dave is about to tell you, is fine. No, aren't you, Dave? I'm not, not going to tell you that it's fine. Look, it's shit. It's shit to be incentivizing getting oil and gas out of the ground. But it's not. I, I think the reason why, like, it's shit is because he never, ever, ever said this was anything to do with the environment at all or climate. But he sodding could have done, Dave. Yeah. If, I, if yes. for instance, you know, I, I don't know enough about this to know if it's really green Jesus. But the European Commission has, in record time, oh. whipped a new climate <laughs> plan out of its ass. Which is calling... six and a half years. It's broken all previous records. No, this is like weeks, like unbelievably quickly, called Repower EU. And that is all about massively like cutting the amount of energy that is used, saving a lot of energy. It is about seriously accelerating clean energy. And I know there is stuff in there about gas. Like, it's not all green right. Jesus. But right. Right. there's none of the first two things in what the UK is doing, is there? Well, no, but like you had right, to go. So he's not the, green Jesus. No, but the, but he's not doing anything. At no, the point is he's not doing. I didn't say he was green Jesus. You I never remotely said to. he was green Jesus. This to. is not. I'm saying it's not about green stuff at all. And you had a go in the prep doc at Sleepy Joe Biden. You were saying, did I? Yeah, oh, yes, you did. Because you said, look, he's doing all this stuff. He's making it, you know, better to get heat pumps everywhere and stuff. But I see he's still doing fracking, and you know, yeah, obviously, obviously he is. Like and. I'm, I'm just like I, I think like I'm not saying Rishi Sunak is green Jesus. I never I never said I that at a, all. I just don't know I don't know why you're having a go at me, oh. Because you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't have a go at Joe Biden. I just said we'll have to overlook the fracking thing. But the point is, Joe Biden is taking measures, like mm. drastic measures, to try and get loads of heat pumps in and to try and get all of the green shit happening. Like, what is Rishi Sunak doing on that front? Well, he's got lovely shoes. He's very trim for a man of his age, isn't he? He keeps himself in, we in, can but in, envy. in we good can condition. But envy. Look, obviously I can't and won't defend Rishi Sunak. I'm like, okay, I'm just being silly. I'm trying to get a rise out of you and it's not worked. No, but, it has worked. It's worked precisely. Oh, it's right. worked. Yeah. Oh, good. And I agree with you. that I'm not pretending that like all of that oil and gas that we were consuming from all over the world suddenly just doesn't need consuming like... As per... Go and listen to that episode with the man from Shell from years back. But like, you turn that off then everything goes to shit very, very quickly. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm realistic about that, but big there is politics. nothing... Big boy fr- politics. There is nothing from Rishi Sunak no. that is remotely similar to what Joe Biden is doing or what the European Union are doing about actually trying to accelerate green stuff and accelerate energy saving. Quite the opposite. Right. I agree with you. I was just trying to get a rise out of you. I completely agree with you. You're quite right. I think it is it is a good thing that a Conservative Chancellor, indeed any Chancellor, has put a windfall tax on the fat, massive profits that come out of oil and gas and that they're using at least some of that to go to help people pay their energy bills. That is a good thing. 
I completely agree with you that Uncle Joe is going, right, well, check this out. If you're not going to pass my zonking great climate law, I'm just going to do it anyway, which is kind of a shame because, like, that just means the next bloke will unpick it all. But anyway. Yeah. And Rishi Sunak. I thought I thought we were supposed to be bloody Brexit opportunities now. I thought we were supposed to be cornering the market in this shit. Oh. Like, you know, things that are good for Britain. Well, you know, it's six years on, I'm sure. I'm sure those sunlit uplands are just round the corner, Dave. Right, that is just about it for Dave and Ol's relationship. Uh, and also, no, it's fine. We love each other, really. Fine. Don't we? Are we fine? I think we're fine. We're fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're on a break. We're fine. Uh, and also it for this week's babble. Thank you very much, Dave, uh, for babbling. Thank you very much, as ever, to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast, and to Arthur Stobel, who does the local what adorns our stuff including t-shirts that you can buy from our website www.sustainababble.fish thank you also to uh, people who tipped us off about a few of these things on Twitter including Steve Pike who told us about uh, the fake grass thing and um, uh, someone else oh yeah Nana uh, Nana Blomquist who told us about the plant based food um, ads as well so thank you for sending us in much appreciated Yes, uh, you can get in touch with us. You can drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish, as all the spamming PR agency bots do. You can find us on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up just by searching Sustainababble, or we're on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon. And if you wish to dip into your pocket, contribute a couple of pound a month, just like so many lovely people do, to keep this babble going, you can do so at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. And if you can't or won't do that, please pop on to Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that accepts reviews. Give us a five star and with your hands, write some words, please. Right, I think that's it. I think we've done all of our admin. Uh, Thank you very much, everybody. Well done. Are we going to have a joke this week, Dave? Uh, We are going to have a joke. Yes, yes. Stay tuned for the joke. Crikey. Okay, well, I'll see you for the next babble. Please, you don't have to listen to this. This is just, you know, very much an optional extra. Bye. Bye. Hey, oh, 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 I, um, I injured myself the other day. I was doing, yes, yes, yes. I was, I was doing some cleaning and, uh, I was, I was dusting around. For my, a start, that's not true. I was dusting around my record collection and, uh. You don't have a record player. I injured myself and, sharp, sh- oh, hey, oh, <laughs> I was doing some cleaning the other day and I was cleaning around my record collection and a, uh, a, a, a one of my madness CDs fell and hit me on the head. I've got the scar to prove it. <laughs> oh, it's <that's, that's> just <laughs> so timid. 